Hello and welcome to BJ Shea's Board Game Alliance episode number 101. I am your host, Joey. God, I hate Sean so much. <laughs> Me. <laughs> I don't even to... know what that I, is. I don't think there were syllables. <laughs> there were. I just hate him. I so thought you much. were gonna do the Numa Numa song. <sighs> it Numa might be. microscopic cilia colavonic cani. Sis. Apparently, it kills a lot of people. That's not good. That's so bad. <laughs> I'm do your host, Joey. That's a word. Joey do D's. you know the word? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh. <laughs> Across from me is Josh Otley, the nicer of the two of the Omega Gamers. <laughs> hey, how's it going? And his nemesis, our nemesis, everyone's nemesis, my most hated man of the hour, Sean Epperson of Think 12 Games. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. The person I'm going to spend the rest of the podcast talking to, Vicky B. Hi, Vicky. How you doing? Hi. <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> On this episode, we're going to talk about some special deliveries that we all got in the lovely mail. Of course, that means board games. Mm -hmm. Some lovely Kickstarter and crowdfunded games, and maybe a little bit of shipping cost delays because of something you may all know about. That's COVID. Yeah. We love it. We hate it. No, we just hate no, it. No, we just hate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but today, I think we should kick off with uh, the lovely games that we've got in the mail. Because, guys, in two and a half years, it turns out you still get mail. And a you lot. get a lot of it. <laughs> Before we check our mail... If uh, if people want to get a hold of us, they can go to bjgeeknation.com and get all the podcasts, blogs, interviews, videos, links, and more. More! Odyssey.com. Jeez. <laughs> Check us out. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Odyssey.com. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Or iTunes. Odyssey. <laughs> My God, Josh, you remembered. I forgot. Thank you for... Uh, <laughs> Thank Mark, you for telling the Geek Nationals where to get us. Mark this on the calendar, because I will likely be the one to screw it up far more often. <laughs> As I like to say, we're two for two on podcasts in the year of 2022. <laughs> that it makes only, sense. It only, it only took us half a year. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we got this. Yeah, look, we're taking the training wheels off. We're getting back in the swing of things. And we're doing that with board games. Yes. Josh, Sean, Vicky. Have you gotten the doorbell ring on you a lot these days? Oh, Special yeah. delivery! Special delivery! Oh, yeah. We got so many games in in the last so couple of months. many <laughs> games. Special delivery! <laughs> well, why don't you start us off, Josh? What kind of games have you been getting? Well, we, oh, God, it's a long list. One I got was Shiver Me Timbers. <laughs> that was... <laughs> hey, Vicky, laugh. <laughs> I like pirates. Shiver Me Timbers. This is a great uh, uh, 4XE sandbox pirate game. You said 4X. I'm out. <laughs> uh, I would say it's yeah. not as long, but I would be lying. Well, well if, if you put the epic version. You guys <laughs> playing and BJ maybe playing, I'm out. <laughs> you might be interested in this one because you actually upgrade your physical pirate ship. <laughs> That's awesome. You need to haul more stuff, you get a bigger hold. You want to go faster? Well, you just attach more sails. And go. of course, <laughs> Sean just buys cannons. all the cannons. <laughs> <laughs> cannons for days! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I said, it's it's uh, sandbox, so you just kind of go around and pirate or blow stuff up or work for the uh, government or privateer. There's a government go of hunt pirates? treasure. Privateer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, I have actually read uh, my fair share of pirate books. I'm uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a comic book guy. You uh, pirates who decided to work for the government, either for you know pardon 
so they don't get killed by the government and they can just kind of work their years out for them or whatever they still kind of get paid are called privateers. Ah. Yeah. And in this game, you can find all your kidnapped family members, of course. Mm-hmm. That's of course. a thing. Of course. Uh, no, it's a really good game. We've played it a couple times and there is a normal gameplay. It takes about three hours. And then there is a massive 10-hour epic mode where there's all these life goals and you just have to do them all. And I have a feeling, <laughs> Sean, Josh, that you played the epic version. Sean, how many, people, yes. <laughs> how many people did you sink? I just, no, I mean, I know Sean likes cannons, and I know he likes to fire them, but Sean often fires them on his own ship sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> uh, that was Shiver Me Timbers by Michael Vitowski. And uh, it's a foreign publisher. I'm sorry, I don't have that in front of me. But if you look up Shiver Me Timbers on Board Game Geek, you will find it. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty easily. Um, I actually got a game from our local game store, Zulu's Board Games. Shout out to Zulu's. Special delivery. Special delivery. <laughs> <laughs> My special delivery was me going there and picking it up. Uh, because I, I did call them. There was an expansion I wanted. I wanted to get the base game and the expansion. That game is Sorcerer's Arena Epic Alliance. So in this is a MOBA-style game. So basically, you're going to be going up against another person, typically two players, and you're going to select a couple of people from a Disney roster of characters, and they're going to select a couple of people from a Disney roster of characters, and they're going to battle it out. Uh, in the base game, you've got the Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey, you've got Gaston, you've got Aladdin, uh, Demonia from Gargoyles, uh, Sully... Demona. You Neanderthal. Demonia. And Dr. <laughs> Facilier and Maleficent and Ariel. And each one has special abilities. And the gameplay is really simple, really easy to pick up. You're basically going to be moving your character uh, a space, you know, a certain amount of distance. Uh, and then you're going to be kicking someone's butt if they're next to you or if they have a ranged attack. You have basic attacks you can do. You have cards that you can play to boost your effects to take bigger attacks or uh, take you know, more movement. And the goal is either to be in the center and holding spaces to get victory points or to knock someone out and get victory points by beating them up. Only you would find Street Fighter Disney. Yeah, it's so mm. good. It's so good. And the crazy thing is, so like people that like um, the tabletop skirmish games, you know, the really heavy ones, are like, this is actually a really good game. And just going through and like learning how to play it and, and kind of like, you know, playing through mock uh, games on my own, it's really good. There's a lot of depth to it. Do the characters get items? Like, can I get Aladdin's lamp? There are items within the deck. So the idea is you have a special deck for Aladdin, and then you would have a special deck for Maleficent. And you basically shuffle those two decks together, and you draw a hand of cards. So you have, uh, maybe you'll have some things for each character, but you have to decide what you're going to be doing because there are effects that can cause you to have to remove a deck or remove a card from your deck completely, just out of the game. I don't like that. It's I need my so, lamp. There's some really mean stuff that could go on. This is such a just, and it's a gorgeous game too. Uh, for being kind of a mass markety, you know, available game, the component quality is really high. They have these uh, acrylic uh, uh, figures. So instead of minis, which would make it more expensive, they're just acrylic standy figures, but they're really detailed and they have a front and back piece to them. And it just it looks really pretty. It's super easy to learn and pick up and play. And uh, they have tons more content coming out for that. Um, I got the expansion for it called Turning the Tide. And uh, Turning the Tide has Stitch. Uh, it's got Davy Jones and Moana. Um, hmm. Uh-oh, you got yeah. Vicky. <laughs> 
<laughs> There's another expansion coming out, which has Jack Skellington and two other characters, who so I can't remember offhand, but yeah. How many really players can you this. play at a time? So it's designed as a two-player game, but you can play teams if you uh, group up together. So you could technically do uh, a four-player game if you wanted, oh. if you did teams. That's cool. And they're, I mean, it's rare to find a good two-player game, so that's pretty fun. Yeah, it's so good. Well, Vicky, mm-hmm. what have you gotten in the mail? Um, nothing. Nothing? <laughs> nothing? No, because I honestly still have so many games, including one that Josh gave me for like Christmas or my birthday a few years ago that's still in the shrink wrap. No! Uh, that I, was a Kickstarter. It yeah. was Die of the Dead. Yeah, and I haven't gotten a chance to play it because I wanted to play with you guys. Aww. So We will play. Uh, that is my my goal is to play the games that are still in shrink wrap before allowing myself to buy any other games that are not party games because the thing is with the only people that are in my that were in my bubble for the last couple of years they're not super gamers and like they will definitely play a game if I ask but I don't want to put them through that because they're they don't like they'll play party games some people like to learn games some people like to play party games yeah totally fine either which, way it's just but. something to do while you're drinking which is honestly all they want like my house is their safe haven to come drink like we have a once a month get together where we quote unquote make arts and crafts it's really just us drinking (laughs) so and they don't want to play games so I haven't really gotten to play games and I try not to buy too many because I buy everything else on Amazon (laughs) I totally understand as someone who has a father who has every game in the world and Mm -hmm. would like to tell you about them all the time Mm -hmm. I know what it's like to come over and not want to learn a new game yes (laughs) he's a wise man and I do love my old games too but again I haven't had a chance to play them and like I'm seeing like you know, someone's been playing one of my favorite games, Lords of Waterdeep, recently. Oh, oh yeah. Have you, you been oh, cheating yeah. on Vicky with Lords of Waterdeep? Nah. I won, too. I oh, was, my uh, goodness. No, it's not cheating because it's not just an us game. That's It's fair. like it's just one of my faves. So does that mean this Dice of the Dead is the game you'd like to play with us next? Or do you have one in the back of your head that you have been waiting to play? Mm. There's another one I know I haven't shrink. Oh, I haven't played my Umbrella Academy game yet. Oh. I did oh, get that yeah. from Kickstarter forever ago. I think pre-pandemic I got it, and then it arrived, I think, during the pandemic, and I still haven't played it yet. And it, what perfect timing. Yeah. The new season just season dropped. Out. Oh, yeah. I'm halfway through it right now. Umbrella Academy Party with board games. And this yeah. is just a heads up. If you guys don't know anything about the Umbrella Party, party game show, whatever, there is a comic book written by Gerard Way, who is the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. So, woohoo for him. Uh, the show is very different from the comic books because if you've listened to our regular podcast, you will know that... Money-wise, there's no way they could make that show happen. It would be way too expensive. And second of all, way too confusing. Because the comic (laughs) books themselves are pretty confusing. The artwork is awesome. And the game is based off the comic books. You know what I always heard was uh, confusing superhero shows do really well. (laughs) Really good. Yeah, no. Especially I think it's because of the art style. Everyone looks very similar. Ah. And then the problem is in the comics, they have their numbers. Each of the the superheroes, there's seven of them. So there's number one, number two, number three, number four, blah, blah, blah. They all have the real names. Like you have your Allison, Luther, Diego, and then they have code names. They have not brought the code names up in the in the show. They've kind of alluded to some of them or made mention, but like as a joke, but they haven't having three different names for characters that all look very similar in this style of art. <laughs> hard to figure out who's who. Yeah, stick to the board game, right? (laughs) So, yeah, so that's why if you read the comics, definitely maybe read them twice. They are different. And knowing, having watched the show and then reading the comics a little easier since you know who is who by number. So, uh, yeah, that is another game we're going to have to play once we all get together. Yeah, we'll put it at the top of the list. I mean, I love that show anyway, so let's do it. (laughs) 
Well, myself, what games have I gotten? Well, I'll tell you this much. Special delivery. Special delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the games that come to my house are not for me, as, as, as it turns out, though I do get to play them. Most games I get are for the man whose name is on the show, BJ Shea. Uh, one of you guys' favorite guys to game with, I'm sure. No one's ever flipped a table with him. No. <laughs> Maybe close. They, they tried to flip him. But, flipping uh, him, yeah, is that an option? Flipping him definitely counts. <laughs> Um, I got two games recently for the lovely Father's Day uh, celebration that we just had. One that uh, was an expansion to the Star Wars world, the Outer Rim world, Unfinished Business. Nice. I know very little about the game, and I did not play this one. We it is I... a pick-up-and-deliver game. Ooh, pick-up-and-deliver. So, special delivery? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it did come with some cool little uh, special bonus miniatures, though. And I gotta tell you, if there's one thing that sells me on a game, it's Star Wars bonus miniatures. <laughs> I mean, I could throw a lot of stormtroopers out the window. I can tell you that much. I really liked Outer Rim. I thought it was a really cool game, because you're, you're playing as one of the bounty hunters, and you've got a special ship, and so you're going around, and you're trying to like pick up bounties and avoid the Empire, because you don't want to you know attract undue attention. It was a I thought it was a really cool game, but it definitely was one you could see, like, they need more material for the game. So it sounds like it's the Mandalorian, the board game. A little Kinda, bit. Yeah. yeah. This sounds awesome. Can we make a Baby Yoda figure? I'm sorry, <laughs> Grogu. I'm sorry. Grogu. Trademark. No. <laughs> uh, little green man. <laughs> my, my three-year-old brother now knows. He hasn't watched any of the shows. He just knows that I keep buying him a bunch of Baby Yoda stuff. And he now calls him either Baby Yoda or he says it's Beaky. Beaky. He ah. thinks I'm Baby Yoda sometimes. <laughs> wow. I'm here for it. Or you're the, the purveyor of Baby Yoda. You have all of the things that <laughs> he likes. Like. He likes of it. The other game I bought, which is a game that I have did not play, but I now know everything about, <laughs> as it was explained to me. Zapotec? Yeah. Did I get that yeah. right? Yeah, good job. Sounds like a like, 2000s, like, made for Disney TV movie or whatever. <laughs> you say it right. I keep adding O's. I'm Zapatoic. Zapoetic. Oddly enough, when I bought this game, I thought it was a joke because when I went up to our lovely uh, friend Ethan at uh, Zulu's, I was asking, What games do you think out of this ridiculously long list that BJ has would you, you think he likes? And this was one of the newer ones. And I looked at the back of it and I said, no way, not a chance. <laughs> it's It just looks like a, a generic, not generic, but like a Mayan civilization kind of just game. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with space. There are no, you know, fancy things that I can see. There's not a lot of X's. And then BJ goes, this is one of the best games I've played in a long time. <laughs> wow. It's a really good game. It's, it's you, you, you pick a card and that card will tell you what resources you can potentially get and you maximize those and it tells you who goes first or last and you're trying to just get your buildings built on the Zapotec plateaus Zapotec. before other mm -hmm. people. Zapotec? And wait, wait, you said Aztec, so Zapotec. Or, uh, there we go. or Aztec, yeah. I believe, yeah, Zapotec, yeah. 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 Sorry, I'm like, it just clicked in me. Because like, I, I have two modes, English and Spanish. And so usually when people are speaking, uh, saying something in Spanish, in an English um, dialect or whatever, I just hear it in English. And then my brain's like, no, that's in Spanish, idiot. One of the great <laughs> things about that game, actually in the rule book, is it has the pronunciations of every word they're trying to use for the names of the plateaus, for the names of the cities, for Zapotec. Uh, clearly, I 
skipped over that section. <laughs> but it is in there, so you can actually learn a little bit about what you're playing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, one of the things that he told me was just seemed very well thought out, very balanced, and it's like simple but also complex, which is one of those harder things to do in board games because when there are too many steps or you miss a step, or as BJ likes to say in his latest board game experience, he taught all but one of the rules right, and that one rule made the game unplayable. <laughs> yeah, that so This doesn't happen in that <laughs> game, it sounds like. Yeah, it's a really good game. I highly recommend it. That's by Boards and Dice. Nice. I'll have to try that one out. I, I mean, I like uh, the builders a lot, too, that kind mm. of thing. You know, as you guys tell, sometimes I'm in for the 4X games where I argue with BJ for an hour and end up destroying his ships. <laughs> And sometimes I just like the games where I get to build a little civilization and try to trade with people. <laughs> but, um, you know, one thing I did realize when I was trying to buy him some games for Father's Day is that there's a bit of a shipping issue with a lot of these oh, yeah. Kickstarter and crowdfunded games these days. Because one of the ones he wanted was a uh, 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 Twilight Imperium expansion that comes out with uh, new stuff that's going to be out, I think, next year. And I was going to go pre-order it. And I realized there's no guarantee that might get here anytime soon. Hmm. Yeah. Or it might be 9,000 times more expensive than I wanted it to be because, wow, container costs are high. Oh, well, yes. we've had we've had some experience with, and we've talked with, like, I know BJ's talked about Berkey from Game Toppers. And for his 3.0 Kickstarter, he ate 200,000 in shipping costs. That's not even a number I would think imaginably possible for the board game industry, especially when you're trying to release a product for profit. <laughs> well, honestly, I don't know how some of these companies do it. I got one special delivery in that was Euthia uh, Tournament of Resurrection. And the backer level I was at is these two massive boxes that came in this even one more massive box, and shipping at the time was $23. 23 Wow. 23 And then... They messaged everybody. He's like, hey, we can't afford the shipping now. It's, we apologize, pandemic. And they said, well, so we're going to go ahead and auto-charge everybody unless you reach out to us. And I'm thinking, okay, they're going to charge like 50 bucks, whatever, another 50 bucks. I understand. It's massive. They sent, they, they charged $15. 15 That's it. That's not bad at all. Hmm. Well, no. And so that company also took a massive hit. I say, guarantee they're eating some of those costs for sure. Because, like, you know, we've had to look into shipping stuff as well because we're getting close to, uh, well, one of our games kind of is getting close to being wrapped up and and looking to shipping. And, whoo, boy, yeah, shipping costs are just insane. Like, in comparison to what they were before, I mean, obviously, $200,000 sounds like we're getting to the 10x, 20x the prices of old shipping costs. Yeah. I mean, like, a container used to be, like, $3,000 if you were getting a whole container, and now they're upwards of, like, $30,000 to $50,000. Oh. So it's it's crazy. Things have gotten crazy. That's, I mean, well, good on you guys for keeping at it, I mean, and being able to find a way around it, because, I mean, there's nothing fun about paying, you know... 15x the cost for the same thing that you used to get. Yeah. And I, I think publishers are realizing that, you know, it's it's something that they don't want to just shuffle off onto the backers because that's it's something that we're all kind of like, we're all in on this, right? So we're going to eat some of the costs and we're going to see if, you know, you can handle some of it as well. And together we'll cooperatively, you know, try and make this happen and, you know, not sink anyone. That's great. And honestly, that's what I love about the board game community too, is there's a lot of uh, open communication about stuff like this. And there is a little nerd rage here and there every once in a while. But yeah. overall, I'd say people have a pretty positive attitude because at the end of the day, they want to get their board game. Yeah, and for sure. And I'm, publishers want to get games to people. 
Like we want you to have the games that we're making. We want to see that you're having fun with them. And we want you to have a fun, positive experience whenever you're, you're backing a game from someone. So, you know, we don't want people to come away like all, you know, angry or frustrated or unhappy. It's just one of those things that like everything just costs more and everybody's just getting to eat a little bit of that, that unfortunateness. We've got to adapt, man. Well, I have a feeling we're just getting our feet wet here with the amount of board games you guys played. And for the sake of my sanity and our audiences, why don't we do a quick rapid fire and we'll see if we can even wrap this up in a minute. How about that, guys? That'll do shot. Special delivery. I got Sea of Legends. Reap. Special delivery. Perseverance Castaway Chronicles. Special delivery. Oh, my God. What is going on? <laughs> I thought it was rapid fire, so I keep hitting it. So many <laughs> deliveries. How about I just do one big one for you? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Special okay. delivery. All right. And go. Uh, Sea of Legends. Reap. Perseverance Castaway Chronicles. Foundations of Rome. Dead Reckoning the Swashbuckling Strategy Game. Moonshine Empires. Western Legends Blood Money. Cloud Age. Die of the Dead. For Vicky. (laughs) Vamp on the Batwalk. Galaxy Hunters. Brian Baru. Yido Deluxe Master Set. Unmatched Jurassic Park with Sexy Malcolm Mini. (gasps) Transmissions, the board game. Eternal Palaces. My father's work. So you've been eaten. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a board game? It is. These sound like like Goosebumps books or whatever. Uh, That is all I have. Wow. Yep. I'm impressed too. Yeah. I don't know how you guys do it. It's almost like you're professionals over here. Professional board gamers. Well, moving along. Don't let that out. <laughs> we play enough of them, right? Uh, I think it's time for us to get to everyone's favorite segment. The quick starter, the Kickstarter, the crowdfunder, the Sean Epperson and his amazing information about games you can back now. So first we're going to talk about uh, Arcana Core Musical Dice. Now, if you're a gamer, you like having dice. Come on. Uh, these are really cool dice. So this is a first-time manufacturer, but they're really nailing this. Oh, wow. What these are are a musical dice. So it's a the one they're offering here is a D20. And it is a rounded D20, and inside is a, another metal sphere. And inside that sphere is a little ball that's going to roll around. So as you roll your dice to see if you get that critical hit, uh, you're going to hear a chiming sound along with it. So it's a really cool design. Um, absolutely gorgeous production on this thing. And the cool thing is what it's actually made out of. This one is a metal, like I said, this is a metal die, but you can actually get a gold-plated one. So the the base game, or base uh, die, the D20, is a brass die. And it's going to be $37, but you can get an upgraded 28 millimeter for 63 If you want the gold-plated D20, it's 77 And if you want the full set of brass, it's 185 Now, they have a couple other sets that allow you to uh, increase this. But, I mean, this is a really high production, really nice metals, high-quality material. Uh, they put a lot of work into this because they're just gorgeous. They look um, amazing. And you're right. They Do they make sounds then? Yeah, they actually make a chiming sound as you roll them. Uh, if you're worried if they're not going to hit their goal. Their goal was 4,000. They're at 192,000 uh, as of this recording with a little over 1,000 backers. So this is definitely in the well-funded range of, of things. They're going to be making a lot of dice. Yes, they're making a <laughs> lot of cool dice. Uh, this is going to be ending on July 14th. Next up is uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Gangs of Night City. Heard of it. Yes. <laughs> Wait, the, the board game? Not the board game. Not the, um, not the video game. The maybe video game? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, this is being put together by Simon. So in Cyberpunk 2077, uh, it's a competitive game in which one to four players take on the role of ruthless gangs vying for control of the underground in the glittering hellhole that is Night City. Uh, this is a Simon game. So come on. I, they're going to have tons of cool minis in this. Uh, really nice production value on it. Uh, really, really cool game. Lots of interaction. It's cyberpunk, right? So uh, lots of cool stuff going on with this. Um, looks like it's going to take about 90 to 120 minutes to play. As you said, one to four players. Um, this is, you've only got uh, one backing level, which is the $110 Edge Runner Pledge. Wait, do you think Simon will have add-ons? They'll have add-ons for sure, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they will have add-ons. Uh, but there's lots of stuff that they're unlocking too, lots of uh, freebies that they're adding on. Um, every time I'm looking at this page, I'm watching the numbers tick up. So they need to hit $100,000 for the Cyberpunk game. Uh, they're at three eighty-five. So yeah, they're they're crushing this. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a good one. Uh, this is going to be ending on July 6th. So if you're interested, if you like Cyberpunk, if you like Simon, you like minis, you like kicking your buddy's butt in uh, the <laughs> cyberpunk universe. Yeah, this is one you're going to want to check out for sure. I'm looking at the backer goals over 300,000, and it, I mean, there's just more and more and more minis. More and more and more minis. Yeah, you're going to oh, get yeah. a ton of stuff for it. Get this one now, because that's tomorrow that it ends. And 360k, yep. you get Big Joe. <laughs> the mini. Not me, but he's and, got a hamburger. And the thing with Kickstarter stuff is that uh, they're limited, so there's a lot of going to be like special Kickstarter only pieces that uh, are only be available off the Kickstarter pledge, so if this is your jam, uh, you want to get it now. Last up, we're going to go to the world of GameFound. So for those that maybe don't know about GameFound, uh, GameFound was created to be um, an alternative to Kickstarter, and it's specifically about games. So everything on GameFound is game and game-related. Uh, the one I want to talk about here is Tabriz. Now, this is one that, uh, as of our recording, is currently up as a preview. So what they're going to do is just give you some information about the game. You can follow it, and when it actually goes live, they'll notify you. Um, the reason why I wanted to bring this up, you know, there's a couple of reasons. First off, if you follow uh, while it's still in the preview, you get a free gift when you if you actually backfit. So you'll get some special promo boards uh, for the game just for free for following them. So that's pretty cool. Um, it's also being uh, put together, it's by uh, Crafty Games, and more specifically, it's the designer. Uh, the designer is a local fellow by the name of Randy Flynn. Uh, Randy Flynn put together Cascadia. He's a designer of Cascadia uh, by our friends and over at AEG. Um, Randy's actually won an award for that, and uh, really nice guy, really smart designer. Uh, so I wanted to really you know showcase a game that he, another game that he's designed. Uh, Tabriz is set, is set with in the Persian world, and you're basically a meeple-moving game of careful planning and quick action in a bustling Persian bazaar. Uh, you get to weave and sell luxurious carpets, you're going to fill commissions from clients, uh, you're trying to earn the most prestige from a uh, completed mission to win the game and uh, become known as the undisputed master of your craft. Uh, this is going to be a game that really, like, anybody can really play. So a lot of his designs are um, stuff that you can really pick up uh, quickly and and kind of get your head around. And the complexity is in just how you play. Uh, he's a really cool designer. So definitely check this out. Uh, Tabriz, T-A-B-R-I-Z, on GameFound.com. Thank you, Sean, for all those lovely games that I'm sure no one's ever backed in this room right now, ever. <laughs> yeah, we've maybe backed some of these. <laughs> Only a couple. 
<laughs> and of course, thank you, Nationals, for joining us on another lovely episode of the BJ Shays Board Game Alliance. And Josh, play nice.